A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hobbs just leveled up, leveled up Tempest. Would you? On AEW in Sacramento, leveled up AEW with Warner Brothers Discovery. I can't wait for the milestone of powerhouse Hobbs beating Wardlow with QT Marshall by his side for the promotion of my favourite new movie, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. He's doing a bit. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Tempest today because Luke Owen, DAD, is out on extracurricular new project cutscene filming duties. Uh, Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. Finally, apologies for the delay. Turns out our cable's busted, but it took us 20 minutes to figure out that's what the problem was. Thank God it happened on a day when Pete was in the office and not on a Saturday when I'm the one left to figure (laughs) things out. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button, leave a comment down below, subscribe, and send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support because we'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. Right, so you have literally just finished watching AEW Dynamite. Yep. Sure did. And you, so you have just experienced about 15 minutes ago, Wardlow losing the championship, not once, but twice in the span of 24 hours. One physically, one title change wise. Mm-hmm. What's your immediate thoughts on that finish? Well, okay. If, if you gave it to me on paper, Will Hobbs beats Wardlow. That gets a thumbs up. I like that. I, I kind of figured that that might be what happens just because, you know, Will Hobbs feels due. It, it feels like the time for Powerhouse Hobbs to, to be doing something, have those vignettes it gets built up to, wins the ladder match. And it was about time that the winner of the ladder match actually won mm. the match that followed it. So I'm all for that. <laughs> I like that. I like Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm a big fan of his. Very much so. But then in actuality, in practice, seeing it, and QT Marshall is the reason that he wins. Mm. Now, I have, I went into all of this knowing the finish. Twitter exists. I see a lot of people explaining why this happened. And of course, 
there are storyline reasons for which why QT Marshall would owe Powerhouse Hobbs one. But to me, in the grander scheme of things, I think I would just prefer Will Hobbs just beating Wardlow, especially when you consider just Tony Khan makes the strangest choices for who he wants to feature on these shows, it seems. And I think QT Marshall does a fantastic job as a funny, geek, jobber, low-level mm. heel. But I don't want to see that kind of guy being the reason that someone wins a championship in the main event of your show. You know what I mean? Particularly Hobbs. Yeah. Who I think we are all very much into because we like Hobbs as he is. Granted, if you were to say Don Callis suddenly turns up, and helps Hobbs win. I'll be like, okay. Sure. I mean, I that I'm more interested there because Callis is presented as a very credible yes. main event level manager. QT Marshall is not that. No disrespect to QT because I actually also get a big kick out of what he does in his very specific pre-show comedy role. Yeah. Or like I said, if Big Show needs someone to knock out. He's right, QT's right there. Yeah. If Shaquille O'Neal came back. And he wanted him to work with someone in one easy match to build to the actual match. QT's your guy to have that three-minute match with on TV. Still waiting for Shaq to come back. Where is he? He's wandering about somewhere out there. Um, but I would, I would go one further. I would say if the decision was to put the title on the Hobbs here, I wouldn't just like it to be Hobbs winning by himself. I would like him to beat Samoa Joe. Hmm. Yeah. Like, if the aim here is to get Hobbs as over as possible, what's the best way to do that? Well, first off, winning by himself. Mm -hmm. So that's, we've yep. already covered that. But I would also say beating Samoa Joe, who has been on this massive tear, loved him with the AEW title. If he beat Wardlow at the pay-per-view, I would have much preferred that. And then Samoa Joe's coming in strong. You're suddenly like, oh, my God, I, I don't think they'll take the title off Joe. Or actually, no, I probably would think that. This was more of a surprise because Wardlow had just won it. Um, but yeah, I think this this way makes Joe look a bit weak. It makes Wardlow look weak. And it makes Hobbs look, you know, half in, half out. Yeah, a little bit. And I, I agree. I think it would have been more impactful had he beaten Samoa Joe compared to Wardlow. But if this is the worldview in which we are we're heading into this match with, with Wardlow being champion and Will Hobbs being his challenger... I think you just got to have him get a big win by mm. himself. Mm. And sure, you can have the heel get assistance from somebody, but you're right. QT Marshall being the one, it kind I don't want to really harp on the guy because I'm sure he's a nice fellow and yeah, such. He's been on the, but, he's been on the show. He's yeah, a nice guy. But you're right about like the point <laughs> about Don Callis and everything where there's a level of credibility there. Where QT Marshall just isn't credible being associated with the main event act in that same way. And I don't know if this is going to be anything going forward or if it's just going to be like a way to tie up that little story in a, in a nice little bow. And they'll have a segment backstage next week where Hobbs be like, all right, now we're square. That's it. Maybe Hobbs kills him in a, in a singles match in his first title defense or something. <sighs> Yeah, but, I mean that that's actually quite a nice way to, you to know, wrap this up and then Sure. But God, I I, I don't want to put anything past them that mm. this could be some weird pairing now that I don't want to see at all. I've had a better idea. Wardlow 
is you know the, the the way this match finished it was a it was made a no holds barred falls count anywhere match and apparently also a last man standing match chuck that in sure sometimes all of those stipulations yeah. are interchangeable i i don't know if it's written anywhere that you can't win one of those falls count anywhere no holds barred matches by by knockout what like what more because falls count anywhere to me also means submissions count anywhere yeah there's a 10 count you have 10 counts in the ring 10 counts outside mm-hmm well, I mean, the 10 count in the ring and everything is just by knockout. Last they... man standing is just that you can only win yeah. by that. It's just I've never seen one of these matches just like, yeah. oh, yeah, and now we're going to do the last man standing finish spot. It was just, I don't know. I was like, wait a minute. Is this is this that kind of match? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but here's my pick. So Wardlow is just about to powerbomb Hobbs off the stage onto, well, what looked like a MDF covered mattress. Yes. Uh, I want people to be safe. Also want things to look good. Yes. I think, I a think you can do both. Yeah. You can absolutely do both. This wasn't this wasn't the right way to to no. film this up, but but that's that's not my bugbear. <coughs> Taz. Mm. Taz hits Wardlow and help that obviously doesn't help up. That was the other thing, the visual of Hobbs and QT power bombing Wardlow off the stage. I was like, don't know. Just make Hobbs do that. Yeah. Even if you've got QT there, like this, Hobbs can do that perfectly fine. He's a hoss. Yeah. I I think there are a lot of ways that you could have done this finish a lot better. <laughs> like even if Wardlow was just setting up for you know the the power bomb like mm -hmm. he was, and QT, if you're doing QT, which I wouldn't, but if he's the one that's going to interfere, he comes out, he hits him with a chair once. And Wardlow just kind of no-sells it, but turns around, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, goes to kill him. And then just that distraction alone mm -hmm. is enough to let Will Hobbs pick him up and throw him off the stage, and then that's the finish. That way, at, le at least it looks like it's not QT winning the match yeah. for Will Hobbs, which I'm not a fan of. But I really like the idea of Taz being involved with him. Like, Taz is a phenomenal manager, I get that Team Taz and everything couldn't last forever just because of feuds and everything spurring off from, from that. But if you just had Will Hobbs being managed by Taz, I think that's neat and tidy. I think that's real nice. They never split from what I can remember. Not really. Taz just kind of came out and said, you know what? Fine. Team Taz, yeah. we're done. Everyone go their separate ways. Um, yeah, it's uh, the, the, the match itself. Up until that point, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Started off backstage. They were brawling. Hobbs was flipped over on a car bonnet and went through the windscreen. Loved all that. Uh, there was a spot when they brawled into one of the production trucks, which you could see CM Punk's face on. He's, he's coming back. These said, surely. Surely. Hey, everybody saw my reactions at the end of Revolution. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, there's the graphic. <laughs> Were you thinking they were doing the copyright logo NXT TakeOver trick? See, that's been so long now that I don't think it, they would have... See, maybe this is the perfect time. Mm. Now it's been long enough where I'm just like, oh, the graphic's up now. Now it's over. Didn't WWE do it last year? Did they? I think, maybe. I think they might have done it for Extreme Rules just before Bray came back. Mm. I, would, I think there was an angle. Because it was so close to Triple H getting the book. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, that's the final call up. Yeah. The little logo <laughs> truck. Um, 
But the yeah, they, they, they sort of brought into a production truck, and I think Hobbs was thrown through the partition wooden wall in the back. It was, it was cool stuff. Again, I like a cool backstage yeah. parking lot brawl esque match. I like those. Wardlow had a, a swanton bomb off the top rope outside through a table onto Hobbs. This is good stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this finish. So just three days removed from a pay per view where every finish was sublime. Mm-hmm. And then this happens in the main event of TV. I just, I can't, can't resolve those two things. It just feels like some of the time, it was like when, um, uh, I forget his name, Cole Carter or whoever showed up in the Sting mask, you know, when Jeff Jarrett debuted and they did yeah. the fake out before that. Some of the time, it feels like Tony Khan books these run-ins with like a Mad Lib, you know, just mm-hmm. like pick a random name out of a hat to slot into the, into the thing, even if it doesn't really make sense. You know, and I guess logically, storyline wise, it makes sense. But in the in the form of like just a show that you're trying to book the biggest reactions for the end that people will actually Mm -hmm. care about. I don't see QT Marshall being in this role. And I would much rather just be sat here talking about how excited I am about Powerhouse Hobbs getting to run as a singles champion in AEW. And I'm not losing sight of that by any means. I think that's awesome. This is what I've been wanting for a long time. I'm just hoping that this is a one and done partnership and this isn't the thing that I have to then sit through wanting something else for Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. I think uh, overall the direction is good with Hobbs as champion and Wardlow not. It's just a weird way to get there. Yeah. But if you look at, yeah, let's not lose sight of uh, that championship graphic. MJF, Jade Cargill, Jamie Hayter, uh, the Ass Boys, sorry, um, House of Black as the trio's champions. That's the, I, I guess the House of Black is the only non-homegrown mm-hmm. champion. You've got Cassidy as the All-Atlantic, for this week at least. Jeff Jarrett next week for a differently named title. Yeah. In Winnipeg! And now Powerhouse Hobbs as TNT champion. Like You can say a lot, lot of things about AEW, but that is a homegrown wave of champions which is applaudable i was really getting that sense on this show in particular Mm. as well like i was just watching it and ricky starks came out and you got a big reaction and just watching that i'd be like oh well yeah there's one Mm. there's a big homegrown star even nwa whatever but like you know an aew guy Mm. who's now significantly higher than he was a year ago and i'm just like oh good job yeah they the, the the crowd that likes to harp on them for only pushing ex-WWE guys has got to be quiet this week. Yeah, Starks and Hobbs. Yeah. They had that match at All Out. It was disappointing, but look at them now. Yeah. That's good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, let's get into our Omega chats to see what you'll think. Of course, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. You can have your thoughts in there. Um, feeling very ward low is the cha- is the very title good. here from our mods. Uh, I'm just Marcus says this episode was bland overall. I don't understand why Hobbs needed help beating Wardlow, made him look weak to me. I also don't un- don't understand why Mox and Page are still feuding when that ending was pretty definitive. Mox tapped while literally being hung. I don't necessarily disagree with the second part. That did very much feel like the blow off. Yeah, but I do think that we are going to end up going in a very different direction with this. I think. Blackpool Combat Club as heels mm. will beat Page, Silver, and Reynolds in a in a trios match. End up going for the trios titles next as heels, and this is more a way to uh. have them turn in a way that is against the most babyface of babyface people on the roster. So, the elite. <laughs> you mean those backstage brawling, heat rumor mongering? Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. We'll get to that match, and I can't <laughs> wait. Um, Charles Berg says, let's talk about good booking and ripple effects. Brian lost to MJF and in the process loses his fighting spirit, which then leaves the Blackpool Combat Club to be led by an uncaring lunatic, which leads to a new heel team. MJF wins, broke a hero, and created new villains. I, I must say, like, I love the rest of this episode. I, I agree with the Mox and Page stuff, but... Oh my god, those two promos from Danielson. The promos were the highlight to me of this whole thing. Like, (laughs) one of my friends is like uh, a real big wrestling fan, but doesn't watch all the time and everything. But every week I just see him just like, oh, Brian Danielson's just so great. And And the news flash. Yeah, of course. You can't Mm -hmm. forget about that. That is the highlight. It should be on the thumbnail. But Brian (laughs) Danielson. I nearly did. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ryan Danielson absolutely blew me away, as yeah. he's one to do. We'll cover that later. Uh, Kevin, no Brian match, obviously, but a terrific Brian promo, so it's okay. This is my favorite thing on the show. I'm all for Hobbs as champ, but what the heck was that finish? I feel like we're back in late 2021, early 2022 with the Hot Potato TNT title switches. Yeah, it was a lot like that at the start of last year with Guevara and... Scorpio Sky. I mean, freaking Cody started that year. <laughs> felt that seems like an eternity ago. Scorpio Sky. Yeah, good point. Winning it, losing it back to Sammy, winning it in the ladder match, then losing it to Wardlow. Terrible. But I, I don't mind hot potato belts when it's done well. Mm-hmm. Like, I was loving Joe and Darby. Absolutely. And, like, Wardlow in there in the mix, that was decent too. But, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully we can get to good. I think it's it's only really that that Wardlow three day reign that I'm, I disagree with. Uh, it's really Kevin continues. It's really interesting how Ruby explaining Tony Storm and Soraya's turns made more sense than anything else these two said. Did they even say anything else than we hate those homegrown bitches? If this leads to blood and guts, what are your teams? Um, I've not given this a a large amount of thought, but if the other side is Jamie Hader and Britt Baker, and uh, I think you could throw, like, Willow into there, possibly. Mm. And then if your final two are, like, Jade and Thunder Rosa, and Mm. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa have to kind of reconcile a little bit, or at least be, you know, can they coexist, will begrudgingly fight the good fight together. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a solid homegrown AEW team. I'm not sure who you throw on the the ex-WWE side of things. Maybe you bring in Athena from yeah. you know, the Ring of Honor side of things, but I'm not sure. I think you've got you've got Ruby, you've got Tony, you've got Soraya. Uh I'd put Serena Dave. Mm-hmm. I think she's, you know, she's already in that heel alignment. Yeah. And yeah, Athena. Yeah. Who's who's wrestling quite aggressively too. Yeah. I think that works. I think there's 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 a lot of potential there. And I I totally agree with Ruby doing a better promo job than both Tony Storm and Soraya. Mm-hmm. Like that's just been such a one-dimensional thing. And Ruby, I thought was really good here. And she just gave all the three-dimensional parts to their yeah. motivation. Falling downer. John Silver is so fun to watch. Just chuck him into anything, and I'm guaranteed a great time. More Dark Order on TV, please, and bring back Cabana. Uh, Ruby accurately describing my fat neck beardedness <laughs> popped me. Cassidy is on a tear. Hope Hirsch comes back soon. Yeah. Hirsch. Oh, Layla Hirsch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was really into Layla Hirsch's <laughs> yeah. little run there. Oh, also reminds me, I don't know if she'll be back in time, and I don't, well, I don't know when they're planning to do a Blood and Guts, potentially, but Chris Statlander. I think that's what they're foreshadowing. Yeah. Name dropping that match. I don't think that's an accident mm-hmm. at all, yeah. Uh, however, that Danielson promo made me cry, and the Tony promo made me laugh. Plus, Jarrett versus Cassidy, that'll be fun at least. It'll be more than fun. It'll be a milestone. Next week in Winnipeg, thanks to Warner Brothers Discovery and the movie we're all excited for, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. The Shazampionship. Oh, that's like good. That? I like do. That? Shazam that Shazampionship. <laughs> Uh, sorry to this person, Streamlabs has not recorded your name. If you let the moderators know, hopefully we can say it for you. They say, I feel like I'm the only person who is really excited for Starks versus Juice. I understand the feeling that it bring a Ricky down, that it brings Ricky down, but I feel it's going to be the opposite and raise Juice's stock in AEW. He hasn't had the chance to shine yet. I think this, and we may get into it during the actual show, but I think this is going to be the... Uh... 
the testing ground for Juice Robinson in mm. AEW, considering we haven't really seen him do much. And I was a really big supporter of Juice Robinson in New Japan Pro Wrestling for a long, long time. And then he cut his hair, and he stopped yeah. having good matches. I think he turned around the heel turn time, right? Yeah, it was then, but like even before that, like mm. he had his good run with Moxley when Moxley first yeah. showed up. And then after that, he just didn't really do much. And I <laughs> am all for Ricky Stark's Juice Robinson feud if it's good. Mm. And that's, you know, I'm here for any part of this show that's that's good. But I think this will be the one where it's like if Juice is good here, I'm all for it. And I think both men can really raise their stock. If not, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. And I think it may be one of those deals where it's like, okay, can we move Ricky along a little bit faster? Well, we'll see. What we'll also see soon, hopefully, is our live event. Heck yeah. For WrestleMania 39, a watch-along party. Now, here's, here's the caveat. This is my huge announcement for AW Review Program, and I'm doing a Tony Khan. We have not yet... 100% signed off on all the various technicalities. And of course, after last time, we want to be 100% sure. So what we're offering you the chance to do is express your interest in a pre-sale, which will be 24 hours before we put the event live on sale to everyone. So all you have to do is email support at wrestletalk.com, put WrestleMania 39 in the subject heading, and just express your interest. Say, yes, I would like to be on the pre-sale list. We'll make a note of your email, and then 24 hours before we put the event fully on sale, we'll contact you first with a link to buy the tickets. That is a limited list. So it's a first-come, first-served basis. So get those emails in now. Come watch the show Ooh. with us. It'll be fun. Both of them, in fact. Yes. Two nights. Yeah. That'd be really fun. Um, right. This episode of AEW Dynamite, we'll do the play-by-play. -play. Keep getting your Omega chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, I love how this episode opened with not the usual... Yeah. Thing. It was clips from Revolution. It's fun. I like that. Yeah. I wish they brought up Revolution a bit more throughout the episode. Yeah. I saw a lot of people saying that mm. on, you know, Twitter and such during the week leading up to this, where a lot of the time it just kind of feels like the week after the pay-per-view is just kind of like it's a bunch of matches that were set up on the previous Dynamite. Mm. And then it's the one after that where you get the actual fallout yeah. from the pay-per-view. And I don't know why they do that. I think I would do it the other way. Mm. I, yeah, I I mean, you got stuff like FTR coming yeah. out, which was, they made their return. But yeah, in general, I agree. I just, AEW are not very good at making their own stuff hyped. Yeah. WWE do it for my taste too much. They'll replay everything over and over again. And maybe AEW have gone too far the other way. I think it may have been a, a case of like, because they are very big on announcing their matches ahead of time mm -hmm. and everything. And if you are trying to sell tickets and whatnot for this show, 
then it may be a little bit more difficult to wait until the pay-per-view has happened to announce what's going to be on the show. And thus you don't get like the MJF match or, or things like that. Mm -hmm. So the ones that you do get will be like, you know, an unannounced FTR promo or things like that, that you don't have to announce ahead of time, but you still get all of the other things that have been built up on TV. So in that sense, it makes sense. But also I do think it means you don't capitalize on the pay-per-view as yeah. much. Yeah. It was more of a, it felt like a bit of a momentum cutoff and mm -hmm. new things start. Yeah. Which I, I like, but you want more of a through line of the momentum. Mm -hmm. Excalibur opened this episode saying, it's International Women's Day. You know what that means. <laughs> it's AEW Dynamite. <laughs> Famously, the not a very good promotion for showcasing women. <laughs> yeah. It was a choice line. What can I say? Uh, we started off with Orange Cassidy, of course, defending his All-Atlantic Championship against Jay Lethal. The match didn't have much heat starting off, but as is Orange Cassidy's way and Lethal's a great worker, they had a like a really low-key, pretty damn good match. Mm -hmm. And again, that is pretty much exactly what I would assume for this match. Mm. For some reason, these two wrestling each other has done really well on tv the last two times that they've done it oh what ratings wise yeah oh, i didn't know it was like gets over a million for their quarter or something mm. like that and i'm not quite sure what it is about it but yeah i would figure that they would have a really good match and it may be it may be a little bit hard to care about at the start mm -hmm. just because you know jay lethal's not terribly over you know with the aew crowd but by the end it'll be a really good match because they're both good wrestlers and that's pretty much exactly what you got Lethal worked over Caster's leg, and I don't, I don't know where it happened, but Lethal's shoulder was also troubling him. Mm. But it was done in a really smart way where you're like, okay, so we're going to work the finish around Caster's leg in like a figure of four, or he'll have to adapt a Superman punch, uh, an orange punch, or, or one with a different finisher. But it was actually Lethal going for the lethal injection. His arm just gave way on the handspring, falls down, Casty technical pin to win. Yeah. I, I, I really like that finish. I just like any time you see the, oh, we're going to work over the arm or the mm. leg or whatever actually play into the finish because so often we see that it doesn't. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's very basic like wrestling 101 type stuff. But yeah, I see it and I, I give that a thumbs up. Uh, but not a full thumbs up. No, kind of like a half yeah. one, a really relaxed thumbs up. After that, uh, what? how did this, I haven't actually ran it down. Because Lethal went up the ramp and then the camera cut back to the wide. I was like, okay, that's the shot where someone runs in behind Cassidy. And then they cut back to Lethal because they obviously got their key wrong. Then they cut back to Cassidy. Mm -hmm. Who should turn up but your boy, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Hits him with the stroke, stands tall for their title match next week. My boy, you... I know we look very similar, but you know I'm not Luke, right? <laughs> he usually sits in this chair. It was more, it was more, I know you're not English, but it's sarcasm. Ah, it's irony. I missed that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You don't like Jeff Jarrett, do you? No, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm killing the bit over here, but uh, 
You know, when he, when he showed up and we were all like, oh, that'll be a fun match for the pay-per-view, but I really hope it doesn't go on too long. I didn't expect to see Jeff Jarrett getting singles championship <laughs> matches on AEW Dynamite in 2023. Who could predict this? Everyone says 2022 was the weirdest year in wrestling. Nah, when Jeff, Jeff Jarrett wins the AEW championship from NJF, then we're going, no, this is, this is the good timeline now. That's some heat. <laughs> I wasn't the last we'll hear about in the All-Atlantic Championship. We'll get into that shortly. Hobbs cut a promo on Wardlow backstage. Bit of a baby face about it. I thought this was a really good little yeah. promo. It made him feel like a real human and mm. not just like a cartoon heel. Just like, oh, that, that really sucks, man. You're having a real rough week, but you got one thing left, and I'm going to take it from you. If you missed it, because I don't think we said it, uh, Wardlow's car was broken into the previous night where he had all his gear stolen and the TNT title. Uh, obviously, sucky thing to happen. And it means that's why he was in an FTR T-shirt. Yep. Represent the pinnacle. That was a nice touch. Yep. Um, later on uh, when he cut his promo and why they did the sort of street clothes, Fool's Count Anywhere Stip. Ricky Starks then came out and he cut a weird promo saying, doing the like, oh, I don't know what's next for me. Like, like he's he's run out of creative or yeah it, it was a weird tone to strike but I was just there going please not Chris Jericho again please not Chris mm -hmm. Jericho again then the Bullet Club sting hits Bullet Club logo Bullet Club guitar riff wow. I didn't really do it well wow wow and you're like oh well what did you think when you saw that logo yeah but did you think Tamatonga. No, okay, he's not anymore. Did you think Jay White? You know, I didn't, but that, I think I my mind was just a little frazzled as I was uh -huh. watching this, but I didn't know what to to think of it cuz what are the options at this point for Bullet Club's logo to pop up and a Bullet Club guy to come down? Mm. Like Kenta. Kenta, I guess you could say Jay White if that ended up being what his decision ended up being well, like, just because he he is quite a infamous free agent, yeah. Even amongst the AEW crowd, I would I think it's a weird, yeah, thing to tease that way. Yeah, I wonder how much Bullet Club is going to play into this because obviously Juice Robinson was wearing a Bullet Club T-shirt, mm. but there isn't like a Bullet Club force within AEW. Yeah. Is he just going to be I am Bullet Club man here? <laughs> Let me get the pop that comes with doing the Bullet Club entrance and doing this with people. Like, maybe I don't know, David Finley is another option. Maybe mm. they could bring in David Finley. Like, him and Juice used to be a tag yeah. team. And now David Finley is the, I think, leader of Bullet Club. Not <laughs> yeah, quite it's, sure. It's, it's so maybe that. he'll come in for a shot and there'll be a tag team against Ricky Starks and someone. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. But again, as I said during the Omega mm. Chats, I like Juice. I'm willing to give him a shot. I think he cuts really good promos when oh, he's, yeah. he's into it. And Ricky Starks obviously cuts good promos. And if this leads to good promo battles between them, that will at least be that kind of positive. I just hope the matches are good. Yeah, it's a uh, trust in AEW here mm -hmm. because my initial impression is this feels like a massive step down for Starks from Jericho. I feel like if you want Starks to continue the ascent, you put him in another hot feud, especially because the Jericho one 
massively outstayed its welcome. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I just feel like you invoke Jay White when you put that up. So whoever turns up that isn't Jay White will feel underwhelming. And I felt like Juice was underwhelming. But we'll see where it goes because there's loads of upsides here. Mm -hmm. Wardlow's backstage. He's wearing that FDR shirt. I, I really liked how they wove, weaved the break in to the story. Yeah. Uh, Ruby Soho comes out uh, for an in-ring interview with, I think it was with Renee. It was, yes. And she did a You People promo. A good one. A good one. It is possible. <laughs> you just got to tell the truth. Yeah. You can't do the Becky Lynch and be like, you people, you never believed in me. Mm. Meanwhile, they're all like, we want Becky Lynch to be champion. Becky, yeah. Becky. Where is this? She drew from actual, like, real-life mm. examples of the fans not being with her. And I think she did a really good job. I thought she showed so much character. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really like Ruby Soho. And when she turned up in AEW, I was like, oh, I like you as a wrestler. I'm not, I was a bit bored by the stuff you're in, though. Why is this? I'm like, is it because I like you as a heel? Mm-hmm. She's so, she's so much more expressive. Like this promo, she got to just change of inflections yeah. and delivery. It had so much more character. And yeah, like you said, she backed it up with real concrete examples. Specifically, that match against Chris Statland, the last, was it in the Owen? Yeah, Arden it was Royal the Cup? Owen Rampage yeah. final or whatever they called it. And everyone booed Ruby and they all cheered Statlander. And it was like at the time, it was a bit like, oh, feel like Statlander should have gone over there. Mm -hmm. Call an audible or something. Yeah, yeah. And this is, it, it's the perfect fuel to drive her into the arms of the XWWE Outsiders characters. Yeah. Especially with her tying that in mm. with the finish <clears throat> on Sunday. Just to be like, even if she was undecided going into that, because I think you could make the argument at that point, like, well, why would you not align yourself in the match yeah. more if you are going to do that and everything? But she then says that you think about that reaction that she got when she beat Statlander. And then at the pay-per-view, she gets pinned and nobody nobody's upset about that. Yeah. None of you people care when I'm the one that gets beat. Mm -hmm. So screw you all. I'm going to be a heel with the people that care. I really like that because yeah. that logically makes so much sense with the finish and her mm. turn and everything that we've seen going into that. This was a stellar promo. Yeah, it's taken uh, it's taken this Tony Soraya one dimensional. We spray paint L's on people like all the way up here. Yeah. Uh, Ruby then beat Sky Blue in like a five <coughs> minute match afterwards pretty easily. Uh and then they beat her up. The heels spray painted her. Willow Nightingale tried to make the save. They beat her up too and spray painted her as well. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Effective. I like Willow. I like Sky Blue. If these are two that can align themselves together and kind of be the ones to get pinned mm -hmm. of the AEW homegrown folk in this feud against the Outsiders, I think that works a lot. Yeah. Maybe Sky Blue more than Willow Nightingale because I think Willow Nightingale should start getting some wins. But you know what I mean. Renee's backstage with Hangman. Hangman just really hates Renee sometimes. <laughs> he doesn't say it outwardly, but I imagine it's just misplaced anger because he hates yes, Mox so much. Exactly, yes. I, I, I get a kick out of their interactions. Uh, he's got a black eye. He said his win was a warning to everybody. If he does that to Mox, 
an animal, think what he can do to anybody else. And his feud with Mux is finished. He lied. <laughs> See, after this, I really thought that the, the, the direction we were going was Hangman and MJF. Yeah, I'd love that. Like, I, he gets a huge win over someone who is almost never beaten. Mm. Two wins in a row now, technically, yeah, yeah. over Moxley. That, to me, says he's the top contender. And maybe he's not going to get be involved with this too much longer, and we can still go in that direction. But that, to me, is logically the next place you go. Yeah, I, I've, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. I don't know if I've said it to you. That MJF's char- character is fueled by self-hatred in a, mm-hmm. in a sort of a very productive way but hangman's self-hatred sabotages him yeah. often i think that having those two bits very similar characters go against each other would be fascinating there's a lot of material there yeah. speaking of max he had a promo recorded right after the 67 minute iron man match at revolution and it covered in blood backstage time to celebrate daddy is single in san francisco oh he's he's taking it well he, he being like heartbroken and sad, but also trying to like f his <laughs> f his unhappiness away is so good for his character. It's so MJF. <laughs> yeah. Um, he called himself the most complete wrestler in the world. I agree, and he called his title win the continuation of his reign of terror. Yeah, Triple H reference, of course. <laughs> wow, he's going. He's three letters next. He's uh, going there next year. Next uh, week is Max's birthday, mm-hmm. and he's going to have the rebar mitzvah of of Max, which will be a lot of fun. And you've got to presume we'll set up his next challenger. Mm-hmm. Who do you think it's going to be? We just said Hangman. I, I'd, I'd love to see Kenny Omega, but he's busy. Yeah, he's busy, and it's, it's really tough because you start looking around at your top babyface contenders, and I don't know how many there are at the moment. I could see like a TV program going a few weeks and everything against maybe like a Darby. Yeah. Yeah. Build off of their, yeah. their few. He's not come back from his really little thing yet. I think that works, but you look at everybody else who's around. I don't see a ton. Maybe jungle boy. Yeah. They've had a good match before. I, I just, I feel like jungle boy just gets eviscerated by max on on the mic you do run that risk i when max got the belt he cut a promo where i thought he was laying out the next several challenges so ricky starks brian danielson and you know that worked out that way it's kind of like an edgar wright film where Mm -hmm. they just have the whole plot in the first five minutes of the movie he said eddie kingston's name Mm -hmm. in that promo and I would, l- I think Eddie Kingston versus Max for just a mini one month TV That's feud. That's fantastic. Oh, I'd love it. But it's tough being an Eddie Kingston fan. Yeah. He doesn't, he's in ROH now. Yeah. I would love to see Eddie Kingston against half the people on this oh, roster, but. Imagine the promos, especially because he just beat Mox. There's a relationship there. Like, you look at how much people adored the Eddie Kingston CM Punk thing and that was like three weeks long Mm. it from start to finish some people's best rivalry of 2021 was done in three (laughs) weeks it doesn't have to go to the pay-per-view yeah you chris jericho chris jericho you could do eddie kingston and mjf Mm. on tv for like a month and it would be the highlight of the show yeah guaranteed 
Tony Schiavone welcomed out one of the greatest tag teams in the world. I think you'll find the greatest tag team in the world. FTR. And they, like Tony had to stop at one point because the crowd drowned him out asking Mm -hmm. questions. Cash took most of the promo here, which was nice to see. Um, He just talked about the last couple of months. After a great 2022, the last couple of months have been rubbish. Mm -hmm. Lost a load of belts. Lost one of their best friends. Of course, reference to... um, Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Mark, got Mark and Jay mixed up there. Um, and then Dax. Grumpy Dax. But Grumpy Dax's secret is he's, he's got a heart. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, this isn't a baby face rah-rah speech, but I love pro wrestling. And I love all of you. I think you'll find that it is, Dax. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you call it. Um, and now it's time for them to get the tag titles back. Really good stuff. Simple. No angle. Effective. It's all you need. Mm. Just a good, strong babyface promo to outline the direction. And there you go. Something everyone wants to see. Jade Cargill's backstage. See, she's 53 and 0 right now. And next week they're in Canada. So she said, There's no one else left to face me. Canada, give me your best shot. And I'm there thinking, Oh, I wonder who the Canadian challenger could be. And then I thought, well, has, has she been an everybody, though? Because there's there's literally a whole women's division that is kept separate from yep. her. I'm sick and tired of this. Yeah. Why isn't... What's Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, Soraya, Tony, Ruby, Rio? See, see, here's my issue with it. And it's the same issue that I outlined on uh, on the pay-per-view live reaction this past weekend. The same issue that I have with people like uh, the Guns and the Acclaimed and things like that when they're portrayed as champions in AEW (laughs) is whether they're the champions or not, whether they have the belts or not, AEW still positions them below the main event talent. And therefore, the championship matches that you get are often Mm. of lower, I don't know, not quality because they still have good matches. But of lower importance, the challengers aren't as high profile as they could be because you can't have these guys beating a young bucks, beating whoever other tag Mm. team you want. The Lucha Brothers, you know, the really top established tag teams in the division. And that's why I really enjoyed the, the Acclaims tag run. I thought it was really good. But the tag title defenses, I was waiting for them to get that big, decisive, no, we are the best tag team in the world type run and it never happened and then again you see the four-way tag match at the pay-per-view that the guns have because they can't go out there and beat a top tag (laughs) team and be believable and everything and jade cargill is a different different beast in this because obviously she's 53 and 0 at this point she is one of their most protective stars arguably their their most protective star at least from a booking standpoint but she's not put in the ring with anybody of real consequence. And I find that very interesting. And it makes it so much harder to get interested in her title matches when you never think that she's going to lose. Hmm. And especially now when she's saying she's beaten everybody and you do still have half the roster there yeah. where it's like, I would really like to see Britt Baker and Jade Cargill or Ruby and, and Jade Cargill. Anybody, pick anyone on the roster, really, that she's yet to face. Well, they did that match a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, Kara Hogan. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, right, right. oh, he's doing a bit. 
it's a sarcasm thing. I'm trying to break down that wall. But it gets really, really tough to get interested in it after so long. And you'd think by 50 matches in, they'd probably ramp up the quality of contenders that they would have for her. And we just haven't. Any idea who it could be? The beats her? The Canadian oh, next, I, next week. Yeah, Trish Stratus is uh, <laughs> unavailable. Um, Natalia's unavailable. <laughs> hmm. Like, not a good guess, yeah. I wouldn't think. Like, is the only... Unless I'm absolutely forgetting somebody in chat, please let me know. Like, I don't know. Jody Threat is a really good women's wrestler from Canada, but... I don't see it being the, yeah. the match on TV, but and as people are pointing out, we've already seen the Ruby match as well. But Oh, did we? I mean, We're she was done. the one that we beat that she beat to win the TN, uh, TBS championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if yeah. they've done it since then, but regardless. After that, uh, Danielson promo and Tony Khan promo aside, we had the, just such a good match segment combo. Yep. It was JAS versus Top Flight and AR Fox. Uh, great match. Like, well, like Excalibur had a great call at the start saying, this is going to be a Styles nightmare for Chris Jericho. You've got all these sports entertainers up against the flipper, the flippy, flippy ruse mm -hmm. people. And I was wonderful. I really liked right at the start. I, it was either Excalibur or Tony Schiavone or somebody being like, and here AR Fox squares off against Chris Jericho, and I sure didn't have that on my 2023 bingo card. <laughs> and I absolutely agree. I really like seeing the the success of AR Fox and AEW so far. And I just, I love Top Flight. I mm. want them to be like the project, get them over as one of the top tag teams in the division. And I think that started with them beating the Young Bucks last month or two months ago, whenever it was. I would just like more and more and more of mm -hmm. that. And yeah, this was a really fun match, a good clash of styles, because of course you've got Daniel Garcia, who's fantastic. You've got Sammy Guevara, who can flip with the flippy guys. And you've got Chris Jericho being Chris Jericho. It's a good mesh, even though the stylistic yeah. way of it builds into the story of the match in that way. I really enjoyed this, and I enjoyed what came after as well. There was uh, a lot of poses as well. Yeah. The, the whole JAS knew where the cameras were. They all lined up on the apron, did that little really fun. But yeah, uh, I think Hager hit Darius with a bat, and then that was straight into the Judas elbow for the JAS win. And we get a promo afterwards where the JAS are like, This is the one year anniversary of us all getting together. Great promo by Cool Hand Luke and Daddy Magic, of course, Matt Maynard. Um, and they declare themselves the number one contenders for the trio's title. We're coming for you. It was quite like, a, you know, this wasn't cowardly heel stuff. This was badass heel stuff. Mm -hmm. The lights cut out. I'm like, oh, cool. We're getting the house of black now. The lights come up. And it's the elite. Yeah. So cool. Because I was I, I was in this. I was like, oh, this feels like a number one contenders match anyway. Are the elite just going to disappear after mm -hmm. the title loss? So the elite turn up. That's great. They start to cut a promo. Don Callis walks in. And takes, does he have his own mic or he took it off I of Kenny? I think he took it off of Kenny. Mm. That seemed like a bit of friction. Could well be. Like, I mean, Don Callis is like, he's always been a heel. Mm. Or at least like, because he'll go on to commentary during the elite matches and they'll be like, shut up, Don, mm. you, you dickhead. But maybe we finally start to see the split there between Don Callis and Kenny Omega and the elite. Maybe not. 
I don't know, but I agree. It was it was something that I took note of. Because there's this Don Callis Takeshita stuff too. Mm-hmm. I feel like Omega Takeshita with Callis in Takeshita's corner is where we're like, you know, knowing how the elite book. Yeah. Three years away. But uh but the three years leading up to it will be good too. <laughs> um but then people will leave the company and they won't get to do it. So you had this wonderful bit of nostalgia with Jericho and Callus and Omega mm-hmm. all talking to each other. You know, that was New Japan from, what, 2018? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're challenging each other. And then the lights cut out again. We get a bit of House of Black on the, the promo screen. I'm like, okay, well, that's it's a shame they're not there. And then the lights cut out again. And there they are in the <laughs> middle of the ramp. Brody King looks freaking awesome. Oh my god, I love this. And we're getting a three-way trios match next week in Winnipeg. It's going to be bonkers. In Kenny Omega's hometown and Chris Jericho's other hometown besides Toronto. (laughs) But I saw a lot of people figuring out what they should do for this, uh, this show and everything. And I saw someone suggest... Do Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho three for the IWGP mm-hmm. US Championship? Mm-hmm. Call back to their first match and everything. And I thought that would be a really fun thing. I think this is going to be just as good. I what what I what I really liked about this is I've said it for a while now. The trios championships for a belt that's seemed to be in the works for like a two years. They just they've had no feuds or stories. Mm-hmm. It's just been series of matches, excellent matches, but it's really lacked some character, some promos. There's been none of that. Um this isn't like a full-on story feud, but it feels like the start of it. And and Jericho on the mic, Callus on the mic, Malachi on the mic. Like it, it felt like this was an actual storyline I can get my teeth into, plus some of the best matches of yeah. the year. Which makes me far more excited than here's House of Black, here's the Elite. They're going to have a match. I am so... I don't know if they're going to do this. I don't know if all these teams will just kind of like, you know, spur off into whatever they're going to be doing after this match. But if they kept this little three-way feud going, just do this exact same triple threat again at Double or Nothing. But between now and then, you can have just these nine guys all wrestling each other and having the promos between the leaders and everything. That's like a proper rivalry and a fun three-way rivalry with factions Mm. and that sort of thing that I really think AEW was doing so well just a few years ago when you had team Taz and you had the elite and the inner circle and all these different factions that you'd see everyone wrestle everyone in combinations of matches to keep (laughs) everything fresh. I feel like we can really get back to that with this if they wanted to keep it going. That's a good point. Uh, my trepidation is Jericho had a one-month feud where he lost at the start and lost at the end, and it took three months just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're proposing is maybe he loses that trio's match next week, and then they have a, another three-month feud before Double or Nothing. But maybe if, if JAS win next week in Winnipeg, well, I know that's bad for the House of Black, but then you can tell a great story. There, there are know. options. There yeah. are options for sure. I just, I don't know. I like, I don't think I would have as much of a problem with the Jericho stuff 
if Jericho just wrestled other people mm. in the meantime, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you got Jericho versus Buddy Matthews or Jericho against one of the Jacksons mm. or whatnot, and then you have Malachi Black against Daniel Garcia, Malachi Black against Sammy Guevara, Malachi Black against one of the Jacksons, Kenny Omega against Buddy Matthews, against Brody King, and just have all those matches be the ones that yeah. tied you over for another week. All of a sudden, it doesn't get stale nearly as fast because the last few endless Jericho rivalries mm. have been Jericho versus Ricky Starks or Jericho versus Kingston. And those ones just kept going because he didn't have anyone else really yeah. to wrestle amongst those different feuds. And I think this could solve that problem. It's a good point. When you were doing those those matchups there, I was like, ah, oh, Brody King and... Oh, of course, Jake Hager. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so really exciting stuff there. I loved it. Then we got Tony Khan's huge announcement. And it cut backstage, and there's Tony Khan, unblinking, reading off a teleprompter, where he read a script that I am convinced was written by ChatGBT. This read like an internet answer site from 10 years ago where the way to game SEO search rankings was to just have the same five keywords over and over again. And the keywords for this promo were in Winnipeg, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Warner Brothers Discovery, International, is it International Ground? International Ground and leveling up. Yeah. Leveling up was the one that I really I really picked up on. Because the other ones, like, like Warner Brothers Discovery, sure, you got to name your, your partner if this is a promo about your partner. Oh, the so... movie you're promoting. But that one was just like, nope, here's some jargon. Mm. This felt like something that was actually intended for the executive suite in Warner Brothers Discovery. Not for public consumption. Yeah, this was uh, this was the one sheet that gets printed out yeah. and handed to everyone. Um, I've got the whole thing. I know you do. <laughs> I think to read it. I think Tony Khan is getting better at his public speaking. Do you? A little bit. He's a little bit more comfortable than he was. He still looks like he's in pain. If you ask me, I liked him back in the Impact Two Tony days. Yeah. That was fun. Well, he can't go. He needs to go and invade Impact again or something. Um, do you want that? Do you remember? Do you remember the whole thing? Absolutely not. <laughs> Just listen to how ridiculous this is. This was all done in one take from Tony. Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm going to try and do it in one take. Go for if it. If I screw it up, I'll go back to the start. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> We're going to be here for a while, folks. I'm here tonight because the All-Atlantic champion Orange Cassidy has requested an open challenge match next week in Winnipeg against Double J Jeff Jarrett. I'm honouring that request. Next week in Winnipeg, it will be Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett. And this match represents an important milestone for our company. I'd like to tell you about it tonight on behalf of AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery. Next week marks the fifth and final defense of the AEW All-Atlantic Championship on international soil. It is the only 
AEW Championship ever to change hands on international soil. And next week, in partnership with Warner Brothers Discovery to support the release of Shazam! Fury of the Gods next week, in Winnipeg, it will be Orange Cassidy versus Double J Jeff Jarrett for the AEW International Championship. Next week, in Winnipeg, we will level up the championship. It'll be a huge match, a huge milestone for AEW. And all of us are so excited about the release of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. And we can't wait for next Wednesday Night Dynamite in Winnipeg. Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett for the AEW International Championship as we level up the championship in AEW. <laughs> this is me when I'm trying to get my, my word limit stretched all the way out to fill up an essay. How many different words did he use there? I did a like, word cloud. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like championship AEW soil. Like <laughs> was really weirdly big. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that was even more ridiculous than I remembered it being. Yes, sorted out. I did it Holy one take smokes. though. It was very impressive. Oh, was you should few, be very proud. There was a few bits there where I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna fluff this next word." I don't actually now want to go back to the start. <laughs> You've made it so far. <laughs> um, oh my god! I just we give a lot of flack to WWE for the Mountain Dew, the bad branded content, worst match ever. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> What was the Netflix film Army of the Dead? Uh, the, the Red Notice, uh, what with the Golden Egg match? Golden <laughs> yeah. Egg stuff. Yeah. This this was shockingly bad, and then they play this trailer for Shazam with a couple of clips of Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett spliced in, like it's some YouTube teenager who's like i'm gonna make a really cool trailer with shots from random superhero movies and a couple of warm-up shots from my favorite wrestlers this was awesomely atrocious we need to put this in worst match ever somehow <laughs> worst Maybe, promo ever worst promo ever it's our new show coming soon oh sorry i, I, I should have been the thumbnail i've honestly watched it four times it makes me laugh so much because I just keep thinking that's the last in Winnipeg. There's no more in Winnipegs. And then he says like three more and it makes me laugh harder every time. I hear one. And then ah, oh, just the ghoul to say barefaced on camera. And all of us are so excited about the release of Shazam Fury of the Gods. Please re-sign us next year, Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah. You've got your masters to serve. I understand. And, you know, sometimes you have to take a couple of losses like this for the bigger picture. But that doesn't make this any less ridiculous <laughs> and and just corporate synergy. You remember when they did the uh, Bear Country against Jurassic Express <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla match? I, I thought that was the right way to do good this. Good integration. Kind of yeah. This, yeah. not good integration. <laughs> I'll see the movie, though. I like Shazam. Yeah, I really oh, like first Shazam movie. Black Adam's so bad, though. I've not seen it yet. Oh. You know what? I do recommend it, because it is sometimes family bad. That's good. I'm yeah. tired of boring, nothing bland superhero movies. But it is also boring and bland oh, sometimes. Oh, darn. But you got Bronholm as Dr. Fate, which is actually... A really good performance. Um, right, okay, so we, then we have Danielson cutting a promo 
Like Max, this was after revolution. He's covered in blood. And it is extraordinary. He's crying. He's talking about his kid. And he made me like the match even more than I already did. And I already think it's the best match of the year. Like, obviously, there's Omega Osprey, but for me, this had all the story that yeah. put it over the top. And Danielson said that when he was in that, his, his label lock, when Max had it in at the end, he passed out and he came to and he realized he couldn't feel his arms. And what Max had said in those build-up promos about Danielson prioritizing wrestling over his family came to him and in a moment of shame, he tapped out. Oh Man, my he's god! He's the best wrestler of all time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I don't have words to describe that. Like, it takes a really, really, really special kind of wrestler to take a performance like that that told an incredible story and further the story even more in hindsight mm. to explain the finish in a way that makes the match so much better. Unbelievable. Where do you think he's going? Where do you think home is? Is yeah. he just going to be gone for a while or is he going to like go to Ring of Honor and stuff? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. So that's, yeah, at the end of the promo, he said, it's time for me to go home. Uh, I did, you know, very much setting up, I need to go home and be with my family. Mm -hmm. I... I think it is he's just going to be gone for a couple of months, which is great. You know, when he returns, huge pop. Mm -hmm. um, but I hadn't thought about Ring of Honor. I do think if he goes to Ring of Honor, that will undermine the story that's being told here. It's mm -hmm. just trading one wrestling for another. Could well be. But that would be awesome. Yeah. Give something for Ring of Honor to do. They got. I really am enjoying Ring of Honor so far. I look at the the match cards that they mm. release every week for Ring of Honor, and I go, you know what? That sounds like a show that I would enjoy. <laughs> Just like one of those deals where you're not gonna if if they announce uh, half the matches that they announce for Ring of Honor on Rampage or whatever, <laughs> I'm just like, who's gonna care about that? Mm. But then you put it on a Ring of Honor show, and it's like you downsize the building a little bit more, and each of those matches is given like 10 minutes or so to be mm. really solid. And I'm just like, yeah. That's what Ring my, of Honor was. This is my yeah. wrestling show yeah. all of a sudden. My only thing is just make it an hour. Yeah. Like, why is it two hours? More matches. <laughs> um, Blackpool Combat Club then took on the Dark Order. When they came out, I was convinced it was going to be Yuta and Claudio. Mm -hmm. But then it was Mox and Claudio who took on Reynolds and Silver. Great seeing them too. They, don't, they really don't wrestle enough on TV because they're fantastic. They're great team. Um, but I, I, I didn't like this. I like the match. I like the performances. But I'm just like, Mox really should have not been on this show to yeah. sell the injuries from the Texas death match. Yeah. This this did feel like something that could have waited a week. Like there are guys that should be on the show right after the pay-per-view, like we were saying close to the mm. top. And there are other people who after a Texas death match probably could wait a week. And I do think it is kind of a case by case basis, but if you had waited a week to to do this, I don't think it would have hurt. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't have too much of a problem with it, but I do agree that after a Texas death match, and especially the kind that we saw on Sunday, you probably could hold this off for a week and be okay. Like Dan Danielson's promo that we just spoke about, they're still making me think that match is better mm -hmm. four days after. Mox is making me think less of that match right? because he's back now. Um, 
Then after it was a good match though, obviously it was. Moxley, I think, choked out Reynolds, and then the Blackpool Combat Club just went full on heel. Mm-hmm. Started really beating down the Dark Order. Evil Uno comes out for the save. They beat him up. Hangman Page comes down, goes for Claudio first, and then they all beat him up. I would really like to see Hangman face Claudio. Yeah. Just a singles match? Mm. That sounds really good. I'm interested to see how long this bit of it is going to last, because I think it's very interesting watching Hangman like storm past Moxley in kind of a, I'm done with you, I'm not even going to acknowledge you, and then they jump him and everything. I, I think, if I'm booking, that this is a very short thing to establish Blackpool Combat Club as heels right. in order to go for the trio's titles, possibly a double or nothing. Mixed a few ideas here. But I don't know. I'm ready to see Hangman Page do something else. Mm-hmm. And if this is a short thing, I don't think it's too bad. But I'd like to see him moved on. Yeah, same here. I also, But then you don't, wanna, you don't want him to lose. He's got all this momentum. Yeah. And then Moxley beats him in a in a trios thing. I guess he doesn't take the pin, but it is a bit. Yeah. It's not 50-50 booking, but it's like 75-25, yeah. it? Yeah. Uh I my my concern is that, you know, most things do tend to service the elite if there's an order. Like, are they just gonna put Hangman back order. with the Dark Order? And then it's actually them who will advance into the next stage of the trios Ooh. and and they can pick up whatever elite reunion thing they that was obviously next. I don't like that. <clears throat> I like the idea of doing the hangman and the elite reunion story. Cause I mean, that was like my favorite thing mm. from all out last year and my favorite thing from the summer leading up to it and everything that we've had. I love, I'm a sucker for elite, you know, drama, soap opera drama. Mm. I I'm all for it. So I'm not opposed to necessarily Hangman being once again involved with that crew, but I don't want to see them beating the Blackpool Combat Club after what's mm. happened, especially if they're going heel right now. They'll yeah. need some momentum to get them back on track. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Um, and then they claim to backstage they're having an interview. They say they're going to they're get the tag titles. And then 2.0 show up, said, you're sports entertainers. You should join us. And they went, no, that's silly. They laughed. And that set up a match for Rampage. Cool. And then we got Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs. Overall, I, I did really like this show. It did feel a lot a lot of points. It felt like old AEW. Um, I've said that after quite a few pay-per-views, though. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't quite sustain itself. But there was nothing crazy blow away on this, aside from Danielson's promo. There were no crazy good matches yeah. like we had January, February. But I just it was just a solid, enjoyable show. It furthered a lot of things that I really thought mm. needed to be furthered. Like there there weren't the the matches that really blew me away. And I don't know that I would say that a lot of the promos really blew me away either. But the promos that we did have I thought were really, really good. Like I liked the the trios everybody square yeah, off that, that promo segment. I really liked Ruby Soho's promo. I thought that was like, other than the Danielson backstage one in terms of being in front of a live crowd, I thought that was the best promo on the show. Maybe my favorite thing on the show. Otherwise the FTR bit was really, really good. 
You're giving me an eyebrow. Because you're forgetting one promo. Why is that? Who? In Winnipeg. In Winnipeg? Well, I, I said in front of the camera, uh, in right, front right. of the crowd, yeah, yeah. of course. If Tony Khan did that in front of people, I, <laughs> I, I would love to hear what their reaction would be. But then, of course, you have that, which was hilarious. You had the MJF and Danielson backstage bits. Mm. There was a lot to like on this show. There's just not necessarily a match that I'm going to remember for a long time. Um, before we get on with our remaining Omega chats, let's say a big thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. We don't have any music because the thing is different the now. Different. <laughs> Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Yeah. Bring back the yeahs, of which have never left. What? What is the All-Star, Chuck Turner. Yeah. Cody, the Terminator Moody. Yeah. The Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hi, Dan. Yeah. Dr. Hook, Nolan Evans. Yeah. El Jefe, Elijah Fairman. Yeah. Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Yeah. Jordy Bus Driver, Harry. Yeah. The Aztec Warrior, Hector Rodriguez. Yeah. The Overstepper, James Nepper. Yeah. Murderous, James Murtaugh. Yeah. And Russell Talk's personal problem sol solver, Jamie Donovan. Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody. Let's get into our remaining Omega chats. Uh, but also, do remember, go over, well, send us an email to support at WrestleTalk.com with the subject heading WrestleMania 39. If you are interested in coming to our WrestleMania 39 watch-along party, uh, it's in London. So, you know, if you're if you can't make it to London on April 1st and 2nd, Probably don't express interest. But if you can, please send in that email. We'll add you to a list. It's limited, uh, this list. So first come, first serve. Send those emails in first. And we will contact you 24 hours before we put tickets on full sale. It's a pre-sale. It's not a full sale university. It's the pre-sale. And you can buy those before anyone else. The pre-sale college. <laughs> Right, Iron Man Kid 2008 says, Cutie Marshall is the one who brought in Hobbs into AEW and owes him a favor from the Ricky feud. I also think Cutie is the one who stole the TNT Championship and is going to be part of a TMZ gimmick. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I understand all of that. Mm. And that is the logic of things coming into play. I just don't care in this sense, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it makes storyline sense, but it, I think it undermines... Will Hobbs in the process. I think that's bad. Yeah, things can make sense, but also still not be exciting. Yeah. Uh, another missed uh, Super Chat name, I'm afraid. So please do tell the mods what your name is. But they say, I like the All-Atlantic title when Pac had it and was defending it in the UK, Europe. Made it different and unique. Now it's just a second mid-card title, along with the TNT title, ever since Cassidy won it. Also, did you see Soraya wants women's tag belts? No, no more tag, no more women's, no more, no more belts. Sorry, it's not a gender thing. <laughs> yeah, no more belts. <laughs> like, book the belts you have well mm. first. If everything was perfect and just you had plenty of TV time for all the belts, 
maybe, but you don't. So let's not. Um, on the, I don't think we actually mentioned it. Yeah, the All Atlantic Championship is going to be renamed the International Championship. Yeah, we were kind of distracted by everything else Tony Khan said. I was too excited for Shazam. I think it's a lateral move. The Shazampianship. Really yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I I actually like Cassidy's defense. I think it's been so consistent on TV. I I look forward to all Atlantic matches than I do TNT title ones. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I just think that the Cassidy's belt has been booked far better than mm. the TNT title has been for the last year. Yeah. You know, you've just had Pack wins it, defends it a bunch, has good matches when he's on TV, and then. Orange Cassidy wins the belt, defends it a bunch, has good matches when he's on TV. It seems like a winning formula to mm. me, but the TNT title has been so all over the place in, in the meantime. Yeah, international, all-Atlantic, uh, I don't really care. They're about the same to me. Uh, Ethan Wiley. Hey, you guys. First time Ultra Chat. Don't know how to feel about Wardlow losing the title so fast, but I love Powerhouse Hobbs. On an unrelated note, Tempest, how do you feel about David Finley joining Bullet Club and becoming a potential leader? Jam that jam. It's bullet club these days, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I hope for, a, I hope for really good things for David Finley. Mm. Uh, Finley. I think he is great. I think he has a lot of upside and he's kind of been one of those guys that has, he never felt like he did a real excursion somewhere else just because he came back and was still so low level for so long and just kind of has very slowly been working his way up the new Japan card. But now he's like, now he's going to be a guy to do something. And if him being in Bullet Club is going to make him be revitalized a little bit, I think that's very good. Otherwise, I don't know how much interest there's going to be in Bullet Club stuff in the general populace. Uh, Dr. Joss, if we are going towards MJF versus Hangman, I see it becoming a triple threat with Evil Uno. With Hangman constantly on edge because Uno might betray him, it would work perfectly with his character, and Uno has been winning on Dark. I do not see that happening. No. Ever, I'm afraid, Dr. Joss. Yeah, I don't think Evil Uno is going to be world <laughs> championship main event guy, unfortunately. People on Rampage can't get shots at the title, let alone Dark. Uh, oh, uh, the earlier chat from about Starks and Juice Robinson was from Jim Ogg. Hi, Jim Ogg. Ryan Singh, hey guys, I finished Revolution yesterday and was wondering if I'm weird for not enjoying the Texas Deathmatch. I much preferred watching the trios and main event as I love that style of wrestling instead of seeing barbed wire and bricks. Maybe it's me. I'm not going to tell anyone they're wrong for not liking it. This is a very, like, wrestling is subjective yeah. kind of match. If you're not going to like it, it's not for everyone. Pete didn't like it. I liked it. Yeah, I loved it. I, I did feel queasy at parts, but like part I enjoyed of the enjoyment. It. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's for what it for what it is. It was one of the best things ever. Yeah. But if you don't like that genre of wrestling match, yeah, it's like it's like how some people just don't like horror. Exactly. It's it's exactly what I was I just going to say. I don't begrudge them for not liking cabin fever. Yeah. Um, Graham Shaw says. Left field pitch for MJF. In April, AEW returns to Long Island. Have him defend the title as the hometown hero. Yes! <laughs> hometown hero versus another heel. Give me MJF versus Swerve, please. You said Rampage, and I started thinking about how we get Swerve involved oh. into something going forward. And they still need to do Swerve and Keith Lee, 
I'm shocked that that wasn't a revolution match. But yeah, I want Swerve in yeah. the top mix like pronto. Yeah. I, lo- I can't wait for the next Long Island show. Yeah. Oh. The, return- the prodigal oh. son returns. <laughs> um, Danny G says, poor Tony. He had no read good. As you say, we all have the shield to keep the lights on. I'm related, but say hi to the good people at Raid Shadow Legends or established titles. Love you, winky smiley face. How dare you? <laughs> Love Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> um, but yes, I do understand that. I just, you know. Yeah. Try our best to make them good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mayor of Painesville Dam. Hello, Luke. Hello, Ollie. Now, that was a huge event by Tony Khan. Oh, God. But yep. you want to know what else is a huge event? WXW 16 Karat Gold 2023, starting tonight with the main shows running Friday to Sunday. This is your last reminder for the year. Time to visit us. Well, thanks very much, Dan. One year. He sent me like an interview with one of the guys in it. It's like, you got to read this. And I'm like, I'll make sure to do that, Dan. Well, uh, and I just might. Dave Bradshaw in the office today has got a big yellow suitcase because after work, he's going right to Germany <laughs> to do WXW. Um, Good for so you, Dave. Go we'll meet Dave Bradshaw at WXW. We will be in some way represented. Mm-hmm. Um, hyphen hyphen has become a member. So thank you. Uh, oh, is this from Dan? Oh, I see it's from Dan. And he's become a member? Okay, yeah, it is. Looks like I have a bonus chat for this month. I'm using it to remind you once more about WXW 16 Karat Gold 2023. Have fun this weekend. Yeah. Also, there's another one from uh, just above. <laughs> Say, I'm just Marcus says, you made me realize my problem with Mox versus Hangman feud continuing. Mox immediately being back this week lessens the impact of the Texas death match. And it's ending because he's just fine now and he really should be away longer. Oh, where was that chat? Uh, I refreshed it. It was in the, the general AEW Oh, sorry for missing that. But yes, I agree with you agreeing with me. Uh, Martial Arts says, This week is a great wrestling week. AEW Revolution, watch Monday. Yesterday, I, I announced promoting an all-women wrestling show. And tomorrow, yes, you've guessed right. Europe's biggest wrestling festival, WXW 16 karat uh, gold. Only Dynamite felt skippable. Oh, I disagree. I thought Dynamite was good. Uh, Tom, Thomas Sol, Solazano, membered for 16 months in a row. Thank you very much. Still mad at Tempest about not reporting the June 3rd Rampage report. Ha-ha. Well, maybe we didn't get a chance to do the Rampage review on June 3rd. Last maybe. Year. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, That's a long time to hold a grudge. <laughs> it's long-term booking. Yeah. And uh, Master Critic has become a member. And oh, Thomas Solazano. We, we do apologize about that June 3rd rampage then because he has gifted 10 memberships. Memberships. Thank you so much. I can go much. for a memberger right mm, now. I'm hungry. Uh, well, thank you very much all for joining us here today. Apologies for the late start for technical difficulties. But we have gone about an hour 20 because it's hard to keep time when we don't start top of the hour. It sure is. I was looking around at times being how like, been how long for. have we been going? I can't tell. Uh, but also, please do subscribe. Go check out Worst Match Ever from yesterday. It's really, really funny. Pete falls off his chair. It is fantastic. Some of the most fun I've ever had in this room. And if you want more fun, go over to Parts Fun Known. Check out the latest episode of Survival Series where they try and name every single Intercontinental Champion. How'd you do, Ollie? 
I did. I I I, I record setting. Your record setting wrong. performance. Make sure you check that out and go over to patreon.com forward slash Russell Talk and subscribe to the $10 and above tier so you can check out the full extended version of that show as well. Ollie, play us out. Jam, 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 jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.